Hello and welcome to Dev Dive. Welcome back to season 2 of our podcast where we dive into development. This month we'll be talking about technology and development and today we have an exciting episode on digital health. I'm your host Anushna Jha and with me is my co-host Mehreen Shah. Hi Mehreen. Hi Anushna. Hi everyone. Today we have Laura Vampres with us. She is a digital health expert and a researcher as well. Currently she works as a managing director at Flying health so flying health is a digital health company and we'll get to know more about it um from Laura so hi Laura thank you so much for giving us your time today thank you so much for the invitation Laura tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, what led you to digital health yeah that's a, that's a really good question in the case that uh, I'm not a techie uh, but um I'm coming from the biochemistry background so I studied biochemistry and when I started in my first semester since then everyone told me you're going to make a phd and then probably you go to the pharmaceutical industry so all the years of studying i thought that i have a clear idea of what i'm going to going to do in my professional life but then more and more i discovered that actually my personal Uh, strength I'm more in a different area because I always was um, active in volunteering work so in a student representation etc so I, I'm more a doing person I'm not a scientist by heart uh, unfortunately not I think there are people who can do much better science than I can and uh, yeah so then I one day made the decision finally to not doing a PhD um, after I finished my master and then there was the question okay what am I going to do if I don't do the PhD and uh, luckily um I had the chance to dive into the startup uh, world a little bit and um, then I found myself going to um, to look for jobs in this area because what I always liked and uh, what I learned in the in the part of volunteering jobs is how much you can achieve when you are working with people who are driven by by the passion and uh, that was something where I thought okay maybe I can I can still want to be I want to be connected to the medical area so um healthcare is something that's also the reason why I started biochemistry Actually. So I was looking around where is uh, something else in healthcare where I can contribute with the skills I have. And then by incident, I I met the founders of Flying Health. So I joined them as the employee number one. So very early, and uh, yeah, that was a very interesting journey when I started here. Uh, can you tell us a little about uh, Flying Health? What what it does and uh, uh, where it works and all of that? Yeah, of course. Um, it's always not so easy to explain it in the one sentence pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to be a little bit different. So, um, what we call ourselves is an ecosystems for next generation healthcare. So, what we aim to do is to get all the stakeholders who are active in healthcare in Flying Health as a partner company. So, this is maybe the part where we call this is the the club cycle. Uh, so, people from, uh, for example, hospitals and healthcare providers. We have some partners from uh, the payer side, health insurances, but we also have all the industry players. So, a lot of pharmaceutical companies. but also medtech and a lot of startups who are working with us and the idea was not only being a consultancy for just one of the particular industries but we wanted to combine all of them and uh, this is uh, so what we call the partnering aspect that mm-hmm. all of them join flying health as a partner and uh, we have some community services which are the same for everyone and then we have also the opportunity for each single company to work with us on their strategic uh, questions so what we do mostly for example um, Um, we are doing intensively trend scouting around the globe uh, looking for 
new news and exciting upcoming new trends, also a little bit beyond healthcare, so that we can see maybe in the consumer world what's going on and then reflect back what does it mean if this kind of trend is coming into the healthcare sector. And then we develop uh, strategies with all of the different players. And at one point, you need a partner in healthcare. So this is very special about this industry. You can't succeed on your own. Everyone needs some partners. So for example, the hospital, of course, needs also the medical device manufacturers to def- um, manufacture the medical devices they're using. They also, of course, need the payers because at the end, someone needs to pay for it. So it's a very interconnected market. And this is why we have chosen this hybrid model of being a community and being a boutique consultancy on the other. Is it somehow clear? Yes, and it's it's really interesting and um, it's a bit complicated, but uh, but it's very interesting. I really want to know if if the public health sector is also um, involved in flying health work or is it just do you guys work with the private sector? Um, no, we try to do both. Um, so all the different healthcare systems are very differently set up. So imagine you're working in the UK, you have to work with the NHS because there's so much more around it. In Germany, we have a large um, public health sector in the insurance, um, but also on the healthcare providers. So we have uh, local hospitals, which are owned by the cities or the communities. So there we have a public sector, but we also have a lot of um, health insurances, which are actually 90% of the people living in Germany, they are insured by a private Uh, by a public sector and this is why there we have both sides and it's very interesting then also to see um, how this really affects how the adoption of innovation for example and um, but actually we, we like to work with the both sides right so in your experience Laura how has the relationship or the interdependence of the private and public health sector how has that evolved I think what is important when it comes to digital healthcare, what we currently see is um, for digital health there is no traditional budget so uh, when you look at health your spendings, um, then you have uh, spendings for treatments, you have spending for uh, pharmaceuticals and uh, all the, all everything what is already there. But uh, the yeah. interesting part, the really interesting thing is that in digital health is so new that there is no clear route to maybe also funding and reimbursement and the interlinkage between the what is public health is going to do and uh, therefore also the politicians, they are creating now the framework for a new market. So digital health is in our perspective now just a rising market, which hasn't been there for uh, maybe 10 years ago. So it's really exciting that we see how this uh, entire digital healthcare system is uh, evolving right now. Right. Since the COVID pandemic has highlighted the importance of digital health, can you tell us a little about uh, the impact this pandemic had on the digital health and uh, in what ways has it impacted your working or functioning? And first of all, it was a great accelerator. So Mm -hmm. for the last five years, we have been talking to everyone we met that digital health is becoming more important. Mm -hmm. But what we saw is that people very resistant and kind of skeptic. Um, it's really useful, maybe also is it harmful? So there are really people around the world who maybe three years ago, they were very skeptic regarding telemedicine, uh, like video consultations between a patient and a physician, that they were wondering, is it really possible to mm-hmm. detect every disease just on the video? And um, in, in this case, um, it was very important within the pandemic you didn't have a chance to choose anymore. So it was always uh, the more comfortable way when people just went to the physician and met them physically. 
And within the pandemic, it was just not possible anymore. And people were kind of forced by the pandemic to use digital tools and maybe make the experience that it actually a really nice way for getting healthcare. And so everyone was set in this um, in the situation where they had to learn new stuff. And actually, I haven't heard about a single case where digital health led to a, a worse outcome. Actually, it really saved lives, I guess, around the world. Absolutely. And now we are talking about a post-pandemic world. We are talking about the new normal. So what, in your view, would be the future of healthcare and particularly digital healthcare? <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I hope it's really the new normal, but I'm also always optimistic. So what I was talking about is um, when I mentioned there, is, there was no budget. And uh, there we see some some aspects and I think this will be coming, when, when this is established, we are talking about a new normal. Because I think having a clear budget for digital health tools is really important and bringing it on eye level that it's on the same level like normal treatment or offline treatment. And we have two examples for that. So um, we had one large funding program started uh, a couple of years, a couple of months ago. Actually, last year in Germany, um, the government started the Hospital Future Act, and there they invest in the infrastructure, in digital infrastructure in hospitals, because especially hospitals, there was no not clear how to fund actually digital infrastructure. Well, some of them didn't just didn't have Wi-Fi for many years, and now we have discovered that we need to invest in it and unfortunately it's only so far a one-time program uh, but that will keep uh, keep us running for the next couple of years but um, after the elections in September I think the next government has to figure out how can we build a sustainable model to, to finance digital infrastructure in the future and not only regarding the infrastructure where it's just becoming normal to invest in digital technologies we also are getting closer to the question how do we find reimbursement for virtual care offerings? So what is really interesting is that there are not only just some reimbursement codes now for telemedicine and video visits, now we're also having a clear market access pathway for digital therapeutics. So uh, for example, programs for digital mental health care or diabetes care. Um, so for many different indications, it's now possible for the manufacturers of digital therapeutics to apply and list their digital tool and seek also reimbursement by all the public health insurance. So for 90% of the people living in Germany, they now can um, get the prescription from the physician. You can have a digital health application and you get the funding from the healthcare insurance. And this is now a really nice track where we can see that digital health is becoming on eye level with also other pharmaceuticals, for example, because it's just prescribed by the doctor and then reimbursed by the insurance company. And when we get this on the rollout, I think then we are in the new normal. Right. This is, indeed is very fascinating and yes, the need of the art. And uh, yeah, from here, I think it's only upwards and onwards for uh, healthcare and digital healthcare. And we hope that it's also accessible to everyone and it reaches everybody who needs it and that all of us. Yeah, I think what is also important when we now look into the future of healthcare I think in the next couple of years, it's, it's not a market of innovation, it's more a market of execution. So we have seen so many pilots, early stage startups, but also some of them are stock listed like Teladoc in the US. And I think what digital health now has to prove is, can we do it on scale? So I think digital health has proven that it, it, pro it proved the, uh, the concept, so it works. 
And I think now we need to establish that we can do it on scale. And uh, this is now upcoming in the next couple of years that we see also digital health becoming really a global market because this is where we think currently it's still a little bit too fragmented. Um, so still, when you look at Europe, you have so many different markets. So always when uh, companies from maybe the US, from Asia or somewhere else, they look into Europe as one market, but actually you have a lot of single markets. Every country has their own regulations. And I think uh, digital health, um, some bits and bytes, they don't care actually about uh, national borders, but the system do. And we think that uh, the future of health is when we have a global market for digital healthcare where people can seek care 24 7. That's really uh, great to know. And thank you so much, Laura, for sharing your insights and your um, experiences with us at DevDive. We are now coming to a close, but before that, we have a couple of quick questions for you where uh, we'd love for you to reflect on your journey so far and tell us an incident in your professional or academic life that you consider an achievement and an incident that was challenging and you had to overcome it or want to overcome it. Okay, wow, um, that's a tough one because maybe <laughs> I have to think about it. Um, that's the point. Um, that's the idea. Maybe um, because I'm now with the company here since about six years, I started as the employee number one. And after two, actually two years ago, so after four years, I became the managing director. And for me, it was always just doing my work. So more or less nothing special. And I never took really the, the time to reflect that, okay, wow, there was really a lot of stuff going on. And, and now we are a company with the 20 people we have. So we work with more than 20 clients from, from very different industries. And looking back, actually, I think building up this company was was a major achievement at all. So I don't want to point out a single situation or a single happening. But when we had the chance, uh, so Lina, my co-MD co and me, to take over the management of the company because the founders decided to focus more on other projects and uh, strengthening their role as shareholders. Lina and me, we had the chance to to really shape the organization on the next level. And uh, this is not only the first achievement going this way from just diving into a new company, which was uh, really early these days when I started. And now it's actually also then our challenge for the next couple of years. How, what do we do? Where do we want to go? And uh, how do we want to shape this organization to be even more successful in the future? Oh, that's really very inspiring indeed. From the first employee to the managing director and now thinking about the future of the company and uh, indeed the sector in a lot of respect. So we wish you all the best for that. Any specific, uh, you know, dream about the sector or any sort of idea that you want to implement? Any D dream that we like to call it, the development dream? Yes, actually, I do have something like that because also what I mentioned is that I truly believe that digital health is becoming a global market. And um, I think this can also serve patients worldwide and it, it makes so much sense. Um, 
we think that also Flying Health should be a global network. And uh, so this is what we are working on. So our next step in the, in the future will be to become more international. So currently we have, of course, a strong footprint in Germany, but the next step will be um, to also work on the European level and find partners also around the globe and uh, shape actually the, become the leading ecosystem for next generation healthcare globally. Wow, that's well, really wonderful and uh, yeah, we were just listening and singing it in and we <laughs> wish you all the best for that and we are sure you're already on your way there. So thank you and it was uh, lovely uh, talking to you and listening about your experiences. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving us your time today and we wish you all the best for your future and keep on doing the good work that you are doing. And that's it for today, everyone. I hope you guys are safe. Please stay tuned for more of the episodes. Bye.